0: what is up everybody and welcome back to the now titled podcast because we have a show name now okay we have a show name finally settled on a name which is crazy that it only took me like two days after the first episode to come up with this name even though it took me literally all summer to figure out a name and I still didn't have a name even when I filmed the first episode but anyways now now we have a name Okay, we have a name. I like it. I feel like it represents me. It represents the direction I'm trying to go with the podcast. It represents the commentary that you're going to get from this podcast, um, especially from me, because this is my real 100% opinion on everything that I'm going to be talking about. Um, my goal and my intention with this show is not to bash people. My goal and my intention with this show is is to basically, in my opinion, tell what I think is the truth and what I feel like some people don't hear because a lot of people, either one, don't want backlash for what they really want to say. Um, The air conditioner is coming on, so if y'all hear that, I deeply apologize. There's nothing I can do about that. I'm literally in a college dorm right now, so there's nothing I can do about that. But um, people usually don't say what they have to say because they're scared of the backlash from it, or they just don't have the balls to say it. I'm not scared of the backlash from it, and I have the balls to say it. I'm not sugarcoating anything that I have to say anymore, and you shouldn't either. Anybody listening to this, you shouldn't either. Say what you have to say. As long as you're not disrespecting nobody, you good. Point blank. Period. But I say all this to say. The official name for this show is respectfully, comma. I'm in all caps. Not sorry. Respectfully, I'm not sorry. Because we're not sorry over here. We'll never be sorry for being real over here. We don't pick sides over here. We we dissect side. We dis- we dissect problems on each side. We don't sugarcoat or protect anybody here. No. This is all hundred percent what I feel like is right and what I feel like is real, finally. Period. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it is so crazy to say that, low key, because this the show name is so simple, but like I feel like speaks like it has. It's very loud, if that makes sense. That's basically what I'm trying to say. Like, respectfully, I'm not sorry. Like, if you like to me, that's just basically saying like. I don't give a fuck. And now you low-key gotta accept the fact that I don't give a fuck. I told myself I wasn't gonna curse in the show. Or I was gonna try to, like, reduce my cursing. Because I don't want that to be my image. Of me just cursing all the goddamn time. But, like I just said. The show is named Respectfully I'm Not Sorry. So I need to unapologetically be myself. Just, like, y'all need to unapologetically be yourselves don't let nobody control your life or make you feel like you can't do something because they say it's not right who cares if they say it's not right live your life anyways that is the name of the show respectfully i'm not sorry i'm so happy to be actually sharing this with you guys because this means that we're like that i'm stepping in to the next step with this show and actually i'm taking it seriously and if you don't know me i've had a bunch of like ventures that i've wanted to do before but i've been scared about the outcome of it and i don't know with this show it's just different like i just feel like i have hopes for the show and i think the show is going to be dope as hell and i think once the marketing and all that stuff comes together and once we attract the right people well, once I attract the right people, I'm, I keep saying we like I got co-hosts. Like, no, it's literally just me. But what's the called? Once I attract the right people, attract the right audience, we on go. We on go. Period. We on go. But um, yeah. Respectfully, I'm not sorry. That is the name of the podcast. So when you go to your Spotify's and um other platforms, because we will be bringing well, I will be bringing respectfully, I'm not sorry, to other platforms. Um, In the near future, that's what you got to type in respectfully, comma, I'm and then in all caps type in not and then sorry. Yay. So excited about that. Anyways, let's get into what we came here to talk about today because we got some stuff to talk about. We got some people to read and we have some problems to address particularly with northwest northwest's father Kanye West. Um Kanye won't be our first topic, but Kanye will be in the show. So be ready cuz I got a lot of shit to say cuz I don't know what the hell he got going on. And I don't even want to know what the hell he got going on. But <clears throat> you know what, y'all, before I can even get too mad about that, let's just talk about the migos. Last episode, we ended off talking about the Migos, and we ended off talking about um, their so-called breakup. And basically, what I was basically saying, because I compared it, we're well, not compared it, I tagged it along with the whole Cardi and Nicki thing. Because if y'all don't know, I don't really want to talk about it too in depth. but if y'all don't know, Cardi and Nicki was beefing. Cardi had brought up the CEO of Quality Control Records, which is P. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Sorry, y'all. Um, he brought up... She had brought up the CEO of Quality Control Records, which if y'all don't know, Quality Control Records is the record label that the Migos are signed to. Um, and I took that as... She brought up P... Basically said that P... Was... Basically... Trying to get her a writer... And I feel like you don't expose something like that in the music industry. <laughs> especially like something like that in the rap game. Because it shows like your music, especially your raps, are not authentic. All these rappers get on Twitter all the time. Especially when, they, especially when someone calls them out for not writing their raps. They get on Twitter in a hot second talking about, oh, I write my raps. I do this. I do that. Because that's like... What makes you cool in the industry? That's what you're supposed to do in the rap industry. You're supposed to write your bars. It's even more fly if you freestyle them, hoes. Like, right? Rain- like Wayne. But if you don't write your bars, you're kind of seen as a motherfucker who's just got of here because you got connections, low key. Like, disclaimer: I am not no rapper. I've been listening to rap music since I could remember, and. Most of the rappers I grew up listening to, I know the majority of them wrote their bars. Well, I would like to think the majority of them wrote their bars. (laughs) And even the rappers I listen to now, like, they're all big on, oh yeah, I write my bars, I freestyle off the dome. So, like, writing your bars and exposing, not writing your bars, exposing your CEO for getting somebody to help you write your bars is kind of crazy. Kind of crazy, and I don't know when Cardi did that. I was like, okay, cool. Then there has to be a problem with the Migos and P and all types of goofy shit like that because she like openly came out against P in a sense. Like she literally was like, "Yo, you try to pay somebody to bite my bar to write my bars. You wanted to make the City Girls me because that's basically what she said. Because when she posted that video of JT and P and I think harisha was in the video too." People say something like, oh, like Cardi, like Cardi, like Cardi. Anyways, hopefully y'all get what I'm trying to say. So basically, the Migos are signed to to quality control. About a year and a half ago, they had came out, or I guess court documents had came out basically saying that the Migos was suing quality control because quality control had took money from them. Time goes on, the situation dies down. Honestly, the situation wasn't didn't even get that much tension for real, because I think people generally didn't care because it wasn't like P was coming out and speaking on it and going against the Migos, or it wasn't like Quavo was coming out or Quavo, Takeoff, and Offset were individually coming out going against P on social media. Like, no, like the documents had came out, the situation was exposed, people moved on from that. Um, and then, we get news about the splitting, splitting, and it wasn't even like we got news. It's just the niggas unfollowed each other on Instagram, and people were like, "Yo, what's tea?" Like that's really what it was. And of course, they see if people are unfollowing each other. And I think Quavo and Takeoff had followed Cardi. It was awesome, goofy. It was awesome, goofy shit. I think that whole. Oh, if you want follow me, you don't fuck with me. Scenario is so stupid. Like, please, it's social media. Motherfuckers got real life shit going on, and also a lot of people in this stage of their life where they're trying to rebuild their image or rebuild what they what they want to see, and they're being unapologetic with getting rid of things that they don't want to see anymore. Sometimes you don't fit that person's. I don't want to say aesthetic because that's not the word I want to say. But basically what I'm trying to say is if I'm trying to have a For You page full of holy affirmations and Bible verses, I don't want to see you and your stacks of money and your guns and your three, four ounces of weed. And I'm not coming from people who smoke weed because I smoke ganja. I shouldn't say that out loud, but I do. Um, I should not say that, but I do smoke ganja. Um (laughs) Please, uh, <coughs> excuse me. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, sometimes I'm gonna unfollow you. I don't want to see that. I do not want to see that. I will unfollow you. I don't want to see that. So, I, I don't. That was not the case with the amigos, but you know, sometimes that could be the case. Like people be tripping when like Dirk and India unfollow each other. That's still her man at the end of the day. She's just tired of seeing his ass. It be like that but anyways they all followed each other and a couple months go by and i think either either before the summer or within the summer i don't remember the exact timeline quavo and takeoff drop a single and it wasn't like it was just a quavo and takeoff single they had a whole stage name and everything for this for this for the single so people were like oh shit this is really an issue. And me being an Amigos fan and trying to study the music industry and try to understand it for what it is, I was like, maybe this could be PR. You know, these celebrities, they be doing PR. They be doing all these stupid ass stuts just so they could get, you know, more views and more numbers. And I was like, you know what? They trying to. I was like, in my opinion, I thought they were trying to find. try Sorry. Trying to find. Trying to try something new. I was like, you know what? Maybe. Quavo and Take they going together just to see like oh how would people react to this and Offset he did well on his own when he did his own individual album back in a couple years ago so maybe they saw out of all three projects he did the best by himself now they're trying to see where the numbers are and that's what I thought was going to happen but that was not the case at the fuck all <laughs> That was not the case at all, because just this past weekend, well, actually on Friday, Quavo and Takeoff dropped their first official album together called Only Built for Infinity Links, and they went to the Big, F- Big Facts podcast, which is the podcast that Nardo Wick went on there one time, which I want to speak on this, because that boy came out and he apologized and everything for speaking his truth. If y'all don't know, Nardo Wick went on there and he basically was telling people, he was not telling people, he was telling the host that, you know, before he started rapping, he used to rob niggas. He used to rob niggas, he used to steal, well not rob niggas, he used to go in people's houses and take from them. That's exactly what he said. Nardo, if you are listening to this, no disrespect. I'm just saying what you said. (laughs) But what's it called? He said that um, he used to go in people's houses and um basically take from them and but it wasn't because he just did that shit for fun he did that because that's what he had to do to survive point blank period that's what he had to do to survive he said that his mother was in jail and you know his father that's what his father did not he didn't steal but like his father was in like a life of crime too so like that's all he really knew for real that's how he knew to survive point blank period And the media and the world was on like a big hussy fit over the shit because they were like, they were like, oh, he's a thief and whoop, 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 whoop. That boy was telling y'all his truth. That's what he had to do to survive. He don't do that now because he got other streams of income coming in. But that's what he had to do. Why would y'all shame or react badly to somebody telling y'all their truth? He, honestly, 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 Nardo i get why you said that because you were probably in a comfortable situation where you felt like you know you could be truthful you could be honest but you could have went without saying that stink because the way they reacted they act like they've never heard of what people do when they struggle what what people can do when they struggle so I'm not saying it was right, but I'm saying that boy was telling his truth and y'all trying to make him feel like shit for it. And he came out and he apologized for it, which was kind of goofy. But anyways, back to Quavo and Takeoff. Quavo and Takeoff hit up the Big Facts podcast and they're talking about their new album. And while talking about the new album, the topic of offset and the Migos splitting gets brought up. And everybody knows this is the topic that everybody has been waiting specifically for Quavo to address because we already know if you've seen Migos interviews you know that Takeoff is not a talker he'll talk here and there when he's forced to talk and when he's addressed but he's not the main vocal like the main vocal cords for the Migos it's always Offset and Quavo talking so if y'all tuned into that Big Facts podcast and thought Takeoff was going to speak Y'all are y'all 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 set yourselves up because he's not a he's not a talker like that. But anyways, people I feel like people were waiting f- to hear from Quavo more than they were than, blah, 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 more than they were waiting to hear from um, from Takeoff because people have been speculating that Offset slept with Sweetie. For a little bit for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know where that rumor came from. Actually. I don't know where that rumor came from. But the rumor was speculating around. Before Quavo dropped the song Messy. Off the new album with Takeoff. Um, So basically. It gets brought up. And Quavo basically says. The reason why they split. Well excuse me. They're on hiatus. Is not because. Of any money, any label, any contract issues. They're on hiatus because they have a loyalty issue. Quarling like, period. Those weren't Quavo's exact words. That wasn't a quote. But that's what he said. The main word I want y'all to focus on is loyalty. He said that there was a lack of loyalty in the group. Which causes the group to go on hiatus. Which adds more fuel to the, the offset and sweetie rumors. And it it just it just doesn't it just doesn't stop there because on the album like I just previously said before there's a song named Messy and it's a song with like I said Quavo and Takeoff and in Quavo's verse it quotes he says I said Carisha please cause she too messy bitch fuck my dog behind my back but I ain't stressing you wanted the gang you should have just said it we could have blessed it now shit got messy. Bitch fuck my dog behind my back I ain't stressing Who oh, Quavius Who oh, Quavius Who oh, oh. Now Quavo. Quavo 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 <laughs> Because it's like, it's like, we could have went without this. We could have went without knowing this. We could have went without this. You know what? We could have went without knowing why the meals split up. We could have went without that. We didn't need to know that. We could have went without this messy ass bar too. Okay, you know why we couldn't went without this messy ass bar? Because if you are not going to add emphasis on the goddamn bar, then we don't need to know it. Goddamn it! Because now nosy motherfuckers like me and a bunch of other nosy motherfuckers out here want to know what's the real team, what's the real spill, tuevo? Because now you got me thinking that Sweetie fucked Offset, and now I'm questioning Sweetie because girl Offset, Offset Cardi Man. And on top of that, if this... First of all, these are rumors. These are all allegations. And y'all know how the internet get... They be piecing shit together. Because now the internet's piecing together that Quavo is talking about Offset. Um, which could be true. And I'm leaning on the fact that that is who he is talking about. Because people are talking about, oh, he's talking about Lil Baby. Because if y'all don't know Lil Baby... Had dropped a hundred thousand dollars on Sweetie last fall in the Chanel store, and she had posted a picture or whatever. It was a whole big controversy or whatever. If y'all don't know, Lil Baby is also signed to Quality Control Records as well. But if but another thing, a lot of people don't know is the Migos and Lil Baby have beef. They do not fuck with each other. That is not his dog that is not his partner them that is a nigga that he don't fuck with that is simply just his label mate and i'm not even just putting this out there like just to put it out there just because of the internet he say she say but like they've thrown shots at each other on social media before and on top of that it's been like heavily said that offset got jumped at the studio by little baby's crew specifically by 42 doug's crew but if y'all don't know 42 doug runs with little baby so Quaver don't give a fuck about that. He don't care. He don't care. If anything, that nigga is going to get his lick back. You want to fuck with Sweetie, I'm going to go fuck with Jada. And he'll probably be even more petty and go fuck with Aisha. I don't know if he'll go that far. But <laughs> Aisha is a beautiful woman, by the way. That was just a joke. No disrespect, Aisha. Well, what's it called? Um, Quaver don't give a damn about little baby. He don't care. He really don't care. And the Migos wouldn't if he said the Migos didn't break up over no label shit, no money, no none of that shit, and they broke up over loyalty. What the hell little baby gotta deal with that? What gotta do with that? What the hell little baby gotta do with that? By him saying, bitch fuck my dog, you wanted the gang, you should have just said it. You wanted the gang. little baby ain't gang little baby is not gay he i think that man is talking about offset and if he is talking about offset it's sad that the migos had the split if this is the reason why the Migos split it's actually very upsetting this is that this is the reason why because first of all 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 offset you're married now with children. I'm not bringing up your children. I'm not disrespecting your children. I don't want to disrespect your children. Because you know how some people get about their kids. Because I do feel the same type of way. You're married now with children, a wife, a family. A public family at that. You have been exposed numerous times in these past years since you've been with Cardi B for cheating on her. Cheating on her... With all different types of women. To the point where Cardi ass beat a hoe up at the club. And had to do community service in the Bronx. Because you was cheating on Cardi with that girl. Why do you still constantly. Embarrass your wife in public. Like why? Just why? Why do you. Why? For what? And then on top of that. Not only are you embarrassing your wife. You broke up one of the best dynamics ever. For sub coochie. Like I'm just mind boggled. Because if this is true. Sweetie and Quavo ain't have no perfect relationship. Quavo is not no perfect man. Don't get it twisted. I'm not trying to sit here and say Sweetie and Quavo had a perfect relationship. That's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is. You messed up your bond with your brother's. You messed up the bag. Just for some coochie. I don't get it. Like it would be different. I feel like if it was some random IG model. Who was just you know. Out here. But your brother's ex. For what? I don't get that. I don't get that. I really don't get that. I hope this is not true. Honestly, because one, it's so stupid if that's why the bigos are on hiatus. According to Quavo, they're on hiatus. They didn't break up, but and hiatus is another word for basically telling fans we broke up. But if we get back together, I don't want to look stupid. So basically, that's what you're telling us, Quavo. Because if y'all do get back together as a collective, you could back it up by saying y'all was on hiatus. <laughs> but back to what I was saying. I don't. I hope this is not true. I really hope this is not true because a, a lot of that could be prevented, and a lot of that is kind of so childish, like so childish. So, in my opinion, it's childish because like that that's just petty. Like I feel like Offset, as somebody who has a general relationship with Quavo, who is your cousin. You wouldn't think to say, nah, let me let me let me turn down this offer. If I if I'm gonna do something, if I'm gonna do something where I'm cheating, let me let me do it to where I'm not hurting everybody in the process. You hurt everybody in the process if this is true. Everybody in the process. Y'all go listen to only Built for Infinity Links by Quavo and Takeoff. Just search it up on Apple Music. Just search up Quavo and it'll pop up. It's actually a decent album. I like the samples on the album. They had an OutKast sample. That was really cool. And even the song, Messy, was hard. I like the beat. I love the flow. Honestly, it gave all Migos vibes. It was giving Young Rich Nigga vibes. Which, if y'all don't know the Young Rich Nigga area, y'all just wasn't there. Why, they? Like, period. Y'all just wasn't there. You just weren't there. Okay? Anyways, y'all goes to their album. And if you're listening to this, and if you made it to this point, actually... Um I'm gonna have am I'm I'ma have an Instagram post up. And y'all tell me what y'all think. Why do y'all think the Migos broke up? Like, do y'all think why do y'all think the Migos broke up? Is Quavo talking about offset? Or is Quavo talking about little baby? Y'all tell me. And another thing, how the hell did Lil Baby in this? <laughs> like, Mission Lil Baby, my man, period. <laughs> Please, Lil Baby's actually dropping even this week or he is dropping sometime this month. But Lil Baby is dropping and Lil Baby is coming. Okay, okay, don't play with him. Shit, Lil Baby, I like Chanel too. I like Chanel too, Dominique. Okay, anyways. Keeping it in Atlanta, keeping it in rap. Let's talk about this this Lotto and Kodak shit. (sighs) <sighs> Kodak, 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 Kodak. Kodak's one of them dudes where I respect the talent and I respect, like, his his catalog. I fuck with Yak Heavy, actually, uh, music-wise. I fuck with Yak Heavy. Um, simply because I moved to Florida my freshman year of high school. And when I moved to Florida, Yak had just dropped... Um, the transporting, the transporting joint. Which if y'all don't know, if y'all never heard of transporting, y'all sleeping. And y'all never seen that video where Kodak was in on, and was in the um University of Miami. not University of Miami, the University of Florida gear. And he was all in that orange and blue. He looks fire. That screams fucking Florida. But anyways, the BET Hip Hop Awards recently just happened or whatever. And Kodak Black and Lotto. along with Glorilla. And a couple other people were nominated for the Song of the Year Award. And Lotto wins for Big Energy. Everyone is all excited for her. Whoop-dee-whoop-whoop-whoop. Everyone but motherfucking Kodak Black. Because Kodak Black, to put it in perspective, Kodak Black was up for a Super Gremlin. And Lotto was up for Big Energy. Lotto had won for Big Energy. Kodak Black feels like he should have won for Super Gremlin. Along with a lot of other people. Feels like he should have won for Super Gremlin, but anyways, after the awards, he goes and he tweets, and this is quote: "Not Drake, not Future, Balace, hell no, nah. at Carney, Connie Orlando needs to be fired. That stupid ass song ain't moved nobody. Forget about me at this point. At least Fuck the gafri was an anthem. The fuck you think song of the hear me?" <laughs> You know what? Can we just sit here and recognize the fact that that nigga called her Lache? I'm fucking. You know what? That shit, Lotto is my girl. Okay, so you know what? No disrespect towards Lotto, but that shit was fucking funny. I'm so. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, and I think in one of his other posts he had called her Frappuccino or some shit. I don't know. That shit was hilarious, but please. So basically, he's basically saying Big Energy didn't move nobody. So there's no reason why she should have won the award. And I agree with him. I don't think Big Energy had an influence like Super Gremlin did. Because Super Glim- Gremlin, just like how Spotum Gotham's beatbox had everybody wanting to make a goddamn remix to the point where y'all was making remixes six months after Up um Gotham had dropped the track. Goddamn, like y'all was doing beatboxes for so long, like shit. We only needed, like, four or five core beatboxes. Now this whole nigga album music is just full of beatbox remixes. But, hey, I can't hate on that because that means your your beat was dope and that means people fuck with your song, and that gives you more um, coverage. So shout-out to Spot Up Gano. I'm not hating, But what's it called? Just like how everybody and their mama had a beatbox remix, everybody and their mama had a Super Gremlin remix. Even Lotto. I fucked with Lottos. I fucked with hers, okay? Y'all know this, my girl. Every remix she got, even her beatbox remix, I fucked with it. Please know it from front to back that's really my girl but what's it called um I agree with him in that sense everybody they mama had a super gremlin remix super gremlin wasn't just a song that was played for three months and people threw it out People, people are still playing that shit like if it was new it was really the anthem for like a couple months straight like big energy was everywhere she had the feature from Mariah Carey like it was it was dope Big Energy was on the radio, all types of stuff like that. That was dope. But when it comes... So basically what I'm trying to say is... All around, Lotto had the better record. And when I say all around... When it comes to different audiences... Big Energy touched every audience... And what I mean by every audience, I'm talking about race. And that's, that's how far I'm going to go. Y'all know what the hell I'm talking about. I, I, I kid, kid you guys not. I remember hearing that song on the radio. I don't even listen to the radio. But it wasn't even like a hip hop radio. It was what's it called? It was a pop radio. My girl was on pop radios. My girl's been on the chart. For the past fucking eight weeks with this song. She's been on Billboard for the past top 100 with this song. She's been going crazy. So all around, Lotto had the better record. But when it comes to this scenario and when we're talking about the culture and when we're talking about black people, the black entertainment awards, I can't believe I'm saying this. Kodak should have (laughs) won. Kodak should have won. The culture loves Super Gremlin. To the point where everybody wanted to hop on the beat to make their own version of Super Gremlin. I give it to him. It was an anthem and it moved people. I give it to him. I give it to him. And also on top of that, if we want to bring out stats... Super Gremlin was number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Not the Hot 100. Was number one on the Billboard's Hot R and B Hip Hop charts. It was number three on the Hot 100. It's platinum in two countries. And like I said before, everybody and their mama had a Super Gremlin, Gremlin remix. But then, if you look at Big Energy stats, Big Energy is two times platinum. It's the longest charting solo female rap song on the Billboard charts. The highest it went on the charts was number 6 compared to Kodak's number 3 and number 1. And still to this day it's on the charts. Stats-wise, first of all, first of all, first of all, I don't want this to be a comparison. You know, it's not even going to be a comparison. Because I'm not going to compare Kodak Black to Lotto. I'm not going to do that because they're both dope and they both are killing the game. I'm not going to do that. And you know what? I would be wrong if I did that because there's no point in doing that. They both win and they both making money. I'm not going to do that. So I'm not going to compare stats. But I am going to be, I am going to say this. BT stands for Black Entertainment. I know there's a palm colored person up there who is the creative director, because I think the lady who, the black lady who was the creative director a couple years ago, she had retired. When it comes to black entertainment, and the meaning, this is the Black Entertainment Awards, the awards should be based on the influence black artists have had on the black community. (laughs) Point blank, period. Yes, Lotto had a better song that touched different audiences, which was dope. And that also makes her upper hand because she touched different audiences. But then again, Kodak was probably touching different audiences with Super Grimly, too. So who knows? If you went number one on the high r and hip hop charts and number three on the high 100, you touching audiences. Point blank periods. You know, I'm not even going to compare that. But when we talk about Black audiences, which, which should be the BET, should, BET Awards should be, you know, focused on. Because that's your audience. Clodet Black should have won that award. public period. But you want to know something? He should have won the award. But they didn't make the wrong choice by giving Lotto the award either. In my opinion. Like... She still was qualified for that award. Y'all just heard the stats. Two times platinum. The longest charting solo female rap song. Still on the charts to the states, but on the charts for eight weeks. Eight plus weeks. Not even eight plus weeks. Probably longer than that. They both could have got the award. But if the BET Awards, which it should be surrounded by the impacts of music on the Black community, Kodak Black should've won. Everybody and their mama had a Kodak Black remix. Kodak, period. Kodak, period. I heavily agree with that. Kodak, if we're talking about Grammy Song of the Year, lotto, 100%. 100% just because of where the song's been. The song is every freaking where everywhere big energies everywhere so if we're talking about grammy wise hell yeah give it to lotto but the BET awards kodak should have got it i can't believe i'm saying that i'm so i cannot believe i'm saying that ew they could have they you know what they should have fucking gave glow really the award if they would have gave glow really the award for fucking free we wouldn't be in this situation god damn it BT and BET. B E T B-E-T, B-E-T, B-E-T. Y'all killed the hip hop awards, by the way. Um, actually, let's segue off of this. Kodak should have won. They both had great records. So no matter who won, it doesn't matter who won. Because at the end of the day, B T still low-key made the right decision by giving either one the award. Uh, because they were both qualified for it. Stats-wise and also influence-wise. Um, but when it comes to Black people, Kodak should have got the award. Point blank, period. That's all I gotta say. But actually, let's talk about the BET Awards. Well, BET Hip Hop Awards. Uh, there was performances from Glorilla, Fabio Ford, and Lil TJ. Which Lil TJ, I hope Lil TJ is doing good because he got shot and robbed a couple months ago. And if y'all remember that big ass hoopla with them trying to blame people on A Boogie side and all types of goofy shit like that. That shit was messy. Anyways, there's also throwback performances for Ribby Bye and Fat Joe and Lee Back, Lee Back, Lee Back. That shit had me. Was that f- yeah? That was Ribby Bye and Fat Joe. Why the fuck did I forget? Please, <laughs> Kodak had a performance and other people as well. Um, Pusha T was up there with. Um, I don't want to get their their name wrong, because if I get their name wrong, motherfuckers gonna be bad at me. If I get their their name wrong but Pusha T was up there he performed that song Grindin that motherfucking song that song lit as fuck that song throws me back to Saints Row's days because if y'all don't know Grindin is on the first Saints 1 soundtrack well Saints 1 the first Saints Row soundtrack I'm sorry um you're too young if you don't know what Saints Row is by the way (laughs) um and also Christian Combs aka King Combs performed his song Can't Stop Won't Stop which was cute um Loved it. I loved all the performances. I thought they were dope. Usually B for the past couple of years, BET has been messing me with the performances for both award shows. And I never really paid too much attention to the hip hop awards. But this year stood out to me. It was pretty good. Shout out to y'all BET. Shout out to y'all. I'm still jobless if you want to give me a job too, honey. Now that we're on the topic, black entertainment. It's time to talk about Kanye West. And. I don't even. You know what? Let me put my words together. Let me put my words together. Because Kanye. I'm saying this clear cut. Pick a side dude. Pick a side dude. Do you want to be Caucasian or do you want to be black, dude? Pick a side, dude. Do you want to be an ally for the black people or do you want to be the opposition, dude? Pick a side. Pick a side. <sighs> this past week. He is presenting his line with Gap to Paris Fashion Week, but while presenting the line, either it's the Gap line or it's the Yeezy line. At this point, I don't care. He's presented some goddamn clothing line to to Paris Fashion Week. While presenting his fashion line, he presents his "White Lives Matter" shirt. When I saw that shit, I was like. Yay yeah, at it again. He added it again. Being an asshole for controversy again. Guess what he does? He's an asshole for controversy. If y'all don't pay attention to Kanye West when he does obliterate, obliterate goofy shit, we be, we, be, we be sugarcoating the shit and brushing it off because we know he got mental health issues. But now that's the times that man is being an asshole for controversy. Point blank, period. Point blank, period. Being an asshole for controversy. So I thought he was just being an asshole for controversy. Let it slide. What I can't let slide is you posing and smiling with coot-ass Candace I-Hate-Myself-Owens. I'm not letting that slide. Candace Owens takes it upon herself to get on her platform every fucking day and bash black people. Every day, being a black woman herself. She gets on her platform every damn day to bash black women with the white-ass, perky-ass conservatives. Just to look cool. Or just to feel like she ganged with them. That's Just to feel like she could sit there with them. She hates herself. And the fact that you as a black woman Candace. If it came down to it. If it came down to it. And it was you and another light white lady. We already know. What decision is going to be made. You know what decision is going to be made bitch. But you still. Still. Constantly sit here. It bash black people. I was on Twitter the other day, and she loves. She loves to be. She loved to be on Cardi B dick. Oh my gosh, she loves to be on Cardi B dick. It's so weird. Every time Cardi B doing something, she just be. She just finds a way to bash it some way somehow. Like she's so weird. But anyways, she was talking about Cardi lyrics from her um from tomorrow, and it was just like, girl, who asked you for one? And for two. Why did you feel the need to go out your way to find her lyrics, type them, write them down, do something to bring it onto your show to just break down and just to be rude and just to be hateful and to be negative. Candace Owens is a weirdo. She's a weirdo. She hates herself. It's very self-explanatory. If y'all can't see that shit, then I don't know what to tell y'all. Point blank period. Seriously. But he was up there with Candace Owens. Her stupid ass is wearing a shirt too. And on top of that she was a model in the fashion show. Which Kanye. Kanye. That's strike one. That's strike one. Calling Lizzo out. And saying that her being fat. Is basically a disgrace. And that she shouldn't get praised for it. What the hell did that girl do to you. For you to even bring her up in the first fucking place. What does her weight have to deal with you. Kanye. What does it have to do with you? What, it, what does it have to do with you? And then coming out against and disrespecting one of the reporters in the fashion industry. And he was disrespecting this girl to the point where the Hadid sisters had to come out and basically go against him and say that all this stuff that he is saying about that girl is not true. And it's not real and it's not a proper representation of who she is. And your ass just kept going. You just keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going, and keep going, and keep going to the point where now you bringing other people in it. Now you expose the messages between you and Diddy and all types of goofy shit and Which hey, he 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 does that. That's what he does. But you know I'm giving you another strike because as a father, I don't have any children, right? But I'm a child myself. I have parents. And I'm a firm believer in whatever your parents do. Reflects on you. Point blank, Period. Kanye you're not some regular dude who lives up the street. And drives a, a fucking Chevy minivan. You're a billionaire. You're a billionaire celebrity dude. Your wife's a billionaire. She's a celebrity. Dude. That means your kids Our celebrities have had paparazzi in their face since they were children I remember when North didn't even speak and they were taking paparazzi photos of her I'm saying this to say your kids will forever be somebody in this world just because of who y'all are just because who you and Kim are and it's already unfortunate not to bash Kim because I actually, I fucks with Kent When it comes to her business mindset, and when it comes to the things that she's doing with skips, I fucks with that. I fucks with any woman who is going out, making her own paper, and running shit better than any nigga can. I fucks with that. But it's already unfortunate that they baba coochies on the internet. And it's already unfortunate that they daddy act ass all the time. But you know, you could get over that. But the fact that you went to North's game the other day with the White Lives Matter shirt on. Sorry, let me rephrase that. The fact that you went to your half-black daughter's game the other day with the White Lives Matter shirt on. Dude. You're a black kid. Dude. To what? To prove what point? To prove what point? You have four half-black children, dude. And let me put this in perspective. Let me put this in perspective. If North North Saint Chicago and Psalm, I think those are their names, go out with their go out with Penelope, Mason, Alabama, and Landon, Travis Barker, and Kourtney Kardashian's kids. They get into some shit. Say if North, say if Alabama and Landon out there stealing in the snow. But they blame it on North in fucking Chicago. You think the cops are gonna take North and Chicago's word and say, okay, cool, it, it definitely was landed in Alabama. No, they're not. They're not. They're not. They're gonna take your kids to jail. You don't wanna you don't wanna know why? Because they're half black. And because they look African American. White Lives Matter is an insult to Black Lives Matter. And y'all say what the fuck y'all want to say about Black Lives Matter. Oh, it's a scam. Oh, it's a bunch of crock of shit. It don't matter. The organization could be a crock of shit. But the word itself. The meaning, the significance behind the word itself. Behind the phrase itself. Means a lot to black people. It represents a lot. Black Lives Matter is a phrase that we use to show the world that we're here, we're here to stay, and we're here to fight. And we're not accepting the mistreatment and the disrespect from the other race. When the George Floyd shit was going on, we used that phrase to show people we were here and we're gonna fight. We're not taking this shit no more, this shit is wrong. We're using this phrase to show y'all that there is something fucked up in this country. And it's, sh- and it's, it, you know what the something fucked up thing was? The country was making it okay for white cops to kill black people. There was no consequences for that. That phrase was used and is still used to this day to show. To show, I probably got my preacher voice on, but I'm being real right now. To show. That we understand is a problem and we're going to fight until the wheels fall off. Until there's no more problems. Our people have been fighting since slavery to get their independence. And we have our independence. But they've been fighting since slavery. Independence wasn't the right word. They've been fighting since slavery to get the respect. They've been fighting since slavery to basically just get. Just to be treated with dignity. To be seen as they matter. Hence, Black Lives Matter. White Lives Matter was created by ignorant ass white people to be disrespectful towards black people who were trying to fight for a cause. That phrase does nothing good, Kanye. Nothing good. Nothing good. There's no artistic value or no artistic thing that there's no way you could convince me that you did this shit In an artistically way. Like an artistically manner. There's no way. There's no way. This is past art. This is past all that extra shit. This is real life. Motherfuckers died behind this phrase. Kyle Rittenhouse. didn't, Didn't just go shoot random black people. He went to a Black Lives Matter protest. And shot and killed black people. And got away with it. Every time white lives matter is used, it's not used for a positive connotation. So, for you to get your ass up there and say shit like everyone knows that black lives matter was a scam, it's, it's over, you're welcome, whoop dee, whoop, whoop, whoop. You could feel that way, G. But at the end of the day, black people are still dying in the hands of law enforcement. Black people are still dying in the hands of the other race, and the other race is still not getting consequences for it. This is still a problem. You are a black celebrity, you are at that level with Jay Z and Beyonce. And you know how much Jay-Z and Beyonce represent. You know how much they represent. You are a part of the representation crew for us, bro. You sitting here talking about white lives matter and printing out these shirts and all types of goofy shit. You're Fueling the fire that these people already have going. For what? To sell sweatshirts and some shoes G? Sh- a sweat Sweatshirts and some shoes. You doing all of this. To be favored by the white man. Doing all this to be favored by the white man. And it hurts my heart because black people have invested so much time and so much money into that motherfucker. So much time and so much money. I love graduation. I love college dropout. I have a friend who is a big-ass Kanye West fan. Shout out to my friend Jazz. Loves Kanye has every album on her on her phone. Spent $200 going to that dog shit for it to not even be what he hyped it up to be, by the way. People spend so much money investing time into this man. I got a Kanye West poster on my damn wall. That shows you how much time and respect and love they poured into this man. When this man was going through his divorce with Kim, Where did he pop up to? The BET Awards for what? Love and support. And this is what you do? This is what you do? This is what you do? And you know what? To even add on to that. During that Black Lives Matter era. Wasn't an era. During that time. Which was the summer of 2022. Ahmaud Aubrey's mom. Actually talked to the Rolling Stone. Through her her attorney and she said that Kanye had donated over 2 million dollars to her family, to George Floyd's family and to Breonna Taylor's family offered them financial support during that time in their lives you offer those people money support a shoulder to lean on basically Because it wasn't like you just gave niggas $50. You gave niggas millions of dollars. If you was going to do all that. If you was going to do all this. That's what I meant to say. Sorry.